are now listening to a special Thursday night edition of the Wednesday Night With your host, C-Dope. It's your boy, Caesar Walker. I got my boys with me. Mike, Get your weight up. Strength and conditioning. Development. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And being real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. Are you ready? Because we are now locked and loaded for the Wednesday night war. Let's go! War Eagle, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday Night War Room. Let's go. Shout out to everyone who's joining us on this uh, odd night. Uh, I know y'all missed us. We missed you guys. Uh, We appreciate y'all joining us. By the way, by the way, before we get started with everything, make sure you smash that like button. Hit us with a War Eagle in in the comments. Drop your location if you're new. We want to hear from you guys. Also, we want to shout out a few people while you guys uh, fall in. Want to shout out the Easy AU for joining the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Also, shout out to JT Martin. JT, what up? Yeah. Welcome to the family. Oh, yes. And by the way, yeah, Be Easy is a, he upgraded. So, yes. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Mike, go ahead uh, and take us on. away. Did What's Felix up? hit us with that upgrade, too? He did. He did. Oh, Felix upgraded. He, Felix he, with the he upgrade. Couldn't, couldn't, he couldn't <laughs> miss that chop it up. He couldn't miss that chop oh, it up. I so, see that. I just not caught that. I, yes. Welcome. Welcome, sir. Welcome, sir. So, speaking of chop it up, yeah. next Thursday, we next have our Thursday. next chop it up with a pro with our man, Devin Aroma Shadu. So, um, if you are an insider, this uh, segment is exclusive to you. Uh, I can... Devin will be doing film breakdowns. So they'll be talking about wide receivers. Devin's going to hit us with his expertise. He he was so gracious during his first Chop It Up um, and his building rapport segment that we just had to have him back for a film breakdown. So don't miss that, insiders. This will be the last Chop It Up that you can see if you are not an insider. So after this next Chop It Up, uh, that segment will be exclusive to insiders only. We may let them run later uh, for everybody, but it's going to be much, much later. Uh, and then we have our GoFundMe. So we're doing something special tonight. Uh, if you hit us with a super chat uh, tonight, we will take our proceeds, our portion of the super chat. YouTube doesn't give us all the money, but they give us 55% of it. And we're going to uh, donate that to a tornado disaster relief fund uh, to help those affected by the tornadoes in Alabama, uh, which is why we we paused the show yesterday. So if uh, if you are uh, continuous with your generosity, we want to take that money and give it to somebody in need that's affected. Uh, as always, become an insider. $5.99 a month. You guys can join the family. We've got some special stuff planned for our insider members uh, as well as supporters. Um, but insiders get that extra level of uh, of goodness. So uh, make sure you do that. And lastly, the merch store is up. Get your merch, hoodies, shirts, hats, mugs. It's all hot right now. Uh, Ike is working on, on dropping some strength and conditioning merch, uh, which will be in line with the interview we got coming up. So that's all I got, Season. Listen. Spring is here, guys. Long awaited. Spring practice is here. Um, Some news coming out, of course, with spring. Uh, We got news of a uh, of a pecking order. Um, Yeah, Mike. The roster isn't official. Ooh, shout out, shout out to Tay. 
Say what up? You know, I want to see that too. I want to hear okay. that too. You know, I, I, you know, just he ain't here tonight. He was gonna be here last night. He'll be here next week. I did hear my man JG Tate out there throwing the questions out in the presser with Brian Harson. It would be nice to hear Love War Report in that I thing. Was definitely, you know what I'm saying? I was definitely going to. Uh, oh, my bad, my bad. That's what I meant to hit. Jonathan Harris. Upgrade him. Upgrade him. Shout out. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. But yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. We we gonna we gonna move up the ranks of that press, and you gonna you gonna hear one of our voices on on them questions one 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 day in the future, man. We putting it out there, man. We are gonna manifest yeah. that. Uh, you might but, not want to uh, hear what we gotta ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'll be our one time, and we will not get invited back. That's yeah, how, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. We gonna make it count, though. We gonna make right. it count. Right. But listen, there's a pecking order. Not official. Yeah, it's, Mike. It's, it's not. You it's know, not it's a depth not chart. The, it's not a, a depth order, chart, not but it's a pecking. He clarified that. Mike. He did clarify. He did clarify. <laughs> he clarified it's a pecking order. Mike, and it sounds and, right. And he just and he just, and he just sent he just sent the two people out there that that, had, that were here last year, which which oh, is to be it. expected. Just, just sent them out there, huh? Yeah, which would be to expected. This yeah. was not, all I was trying to say in the comments. This, you triggered Sunday. You, you triggered. I'm not going back there. Okay. You don't have to. I wasn't here, so this is my first trip. Um, all I <laughs> was trying it. to say in the comments Sunday Enjoy it. is that. When I say that it's Bo Nick's job to lose, if the season were to start today, who is most likely to be the quarterback to start? That would be Bo Nix, in my opinion. I do believe Brian Harson confirmed my opinion. Now, that is not to say that Bo Nix is guaranteed a spot. Those two terms or those two phrases are not synonymous. And if you're making them synonymous, then you're not hearing what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is if it were to start today, it would be his job. So, therefore, he would have to lose that job. That's it. That's the whole point. Nothing Ooh, else. Let's I, move I, on. I'm done. Yeah, well, let's, we can move off of it. <laughs> what up? What up? You know what I'm saying? F. Paris. Mike only rants when he's about. right. He doesn't like to rant when he's wrong. He doesn't want to dwell. That's fine. That's fine, nope, Mike. No, nope, nope. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. That's yeah, we're, 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 we're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're on to, uh, to, to spring practice. I got you. Spring practice. That is spring practice. Cheers. That's true. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, but but Loy oh, was number two. Are we surprised at that? Not really. Um, well, I mean, I'm not 100% surprised just because, as Mike said, he's the only other guy that's on the team that also was on the team last year. Yeah. Um, he is it's the most tenured guy on the team altogether. Like, he is a senior, so he's had the most NCAA playing experience. Everyone else is either a freshman or has not played a single snap in a college football game. So it's not 100% surprising. Um, I do think it is. It does. It is interesting, though. Um, not surprising, but very interesting just because I'm not looky, 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 looky. Another upgrade. I appreciate y'all, man. Oh, Tay, there is no link for the Letterman jacket yet. It's coming though. Um, but yeah, uh, so I do think it's super interesting that, um, you know, he's, he's number two in the pecking order right now. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. This, this, I mean, again, it's, to me, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just, this is a guy that was the backup last year. So he went out as again a guy who you know again it just he, he took some snaps for Auburn last year. I think well, I think Harson was clear that he's going to evaluate everybody and that everybody would take snaps with the ones. He also yeah. said that, right? Yeah. So awesome. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Um, uh, I, what I did like that I heard from last week was the Bo Nix um, interview where a, a reporter asked him, 
Um, and I like I like that they asked him this because you know, putting bubble wrap around Bo's feelings has never been my thing. But they asked him, how do you handle all the criticism, mm-hmm. you know, that comes with being the quarterback? And he said, you know, all you can do is put your head down, go out and perform. And I was actually happy to hear him say that. And he said, you do that by working on the fundamentals on technique, which we've been driving home. And I, I hope that that's what's happening. I hope that's just not like quarterback coach speak. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope that he is actually focusing on the fundamentals because that's what's going to give him the best chance. And our best case scenario is, is that he does take that leap so that we do not have to start a freshman. And then that guy has a chance to develop in the system. Right. Like that's our best case scenario. Yeah, not, for sure. not Demetrius Davis going out there cold, trying to be Superman for Auburn. Right. But if that's what's going to come down to, that's what's going to come down to. Uh, it, it's just, you know, hey, these guys are going to compete. You know, uh, the Loy thing, again, I just didn't I just don't think he's a serious contender for anything. Um, I, I just I don't know what to think of Grant Loy, honestly. Like, I, I just think that um, as listen, far if, as his if size, Bo takes the leap, if Bo takes the leap. Right. And they decide Bo has taken enough of a leap that we can redshirt Davis and save a year of eligibility. That's how that's how Loy ends up being the backup. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that Bo okay. does take the leap. Right. And then they say, okay, if it's unlikely that Davis is going to start, let's save a year of eligibility. Let him learn, you know, um, uh, and and hopefully, again, if we don't have to go to Davis, that means that we're having a great season, right? Like, I hope that's I hope that that's what this means under this new staff, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, I Corey. like you, Corey. Appreciate yeah, it. I like, I like you too. Like both for Heisman. I'm, let's pump the brakes on. No, that no, no, right no, there. no, 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 no. I like you because you're trolling. I like you. I like you for that. One hundred percent troll. <laughs> yeah, at least he threw, threw some threw some money in with his troll comment. <laughs> right. Let's yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. That's going to the, the disaster relief. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go here. Um, but. Uh, the the they they uh, put Christ on the cross stuff. I was just like, okay, pump your brakes, young man. Pump your brakes, young man. Yeah, man. We're listen, not we, gonna compare ourselves to Jesus. We knew what and, he meant, but man, listen, don't. No, nah, I knew it. Yeah, I, I get it. Everybody gets criticism. They didn't. They hated on Jesus. Just but like, don't right, bring man, Jesus. Both Nick's turned into a rapper real quick. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, come on, like, man. What? That's a little self righteous, <laughs> but whatever. That's a little. I mean, how else do you expect yeah. him to deflect? Though he's been catching flack really for at least. A year and but a half. Here's the problem. You deserve it. I'm he sorry, does, but he's not going to say that. On that. The podium? Jesus didn't earn the stuff he got. So let's put these two people in very separate <laughs> conversations. He's, he's not going to say that. You are getting flack because you are very poor with your completion percentage and your ability to maintain within the pocket, sir. Jesus got flack because people thought he was outside of the rules. You playing within the rules and terribly. That but is he the also, same thing. But he also said those things during the presser, right? He said that he was going to work on, he needed to work on staying, hanging in the pocket. So yeah. I like I like the things that he said. I just hope that he actually works on them, right? And I don't think that he has a choice because it's clear if he's saying it, that somebody on this staff has told him that already. He's yeah, been yes. given that evaluation Absolutely. already. And I don't believe that he was getting it prior. Right. I mean, I just I can't believe that he was getting it prior and still doing it that poorly. Or maybe he yeah. was. Right. But like it, well, so at, I, least, I at least he's at least he's recognizing it, it now because that's the first step. If you trust the comments that you hear, uh, you know, about what they're saying about Jared Stidham, if you mm-hmm. trust the stuff that Anthony Schwartz yeah. said in his interview, then no, they weren't working on that. Right. Yeah. They weren't working on any of that stuff with Bo on a consistent basis. So or they were working. Com- oh, they were working on it. 
but nothing was translating to Saturdays because that's what Schwartz said. We ran all these routes in practice, but we never ran those things in the game. Right. Well, that's the, so yeah. running a route is different than understanding, you know, what the fundamentals of the footwork are. Right. Like right. that's just right. like, I, I just feel as if it was like going through a dress rehearsal for a play where it's like, okay, this is the script of what we're supposed to do. You're supposed to die, 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 this and this and that, but you're running a bunch of stuff that you never run in, in on the, in the game. Like then you're, you're chewing up practice time with unnecessary things. Like I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. I, I'm not going to get on my gush bash train tonight. Um, you know, people want we me try, to stay we, off of that, but we try, yes, you know, absolutely. We, we're trying to Absolutely. avoid that. Then this is what this is what Uzi was 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 asking. What we yeah. were talking about. But he's what, not what the first I... person to say that, though, right? right? So like Jordan that. Palmer is not the first person to bring this up. I mean, right. GMs have anonymous GMs have been saying this mm-hmm. that Gus's system prepared receivers and QBs poorly for the next level. Yes, that's yeah. not. I mean, it's not a see the cat's out of the bag at this point. It was right. like they were waiting for Gus to be gone for us to talk about it. Right. Like, yeah. you know, it, it just I don't think that that's being overly critical because um, he mentioned Baylor in the same breath. He did. Yeah. He, he said he Baylor said was a little bit better than us, though. They were, he was at Baylor didn't do anything to prepare him. And Auburn right. was even further away from NFL further away preparation yeah. right. than Baylor was. Yeah. Verbatim. So, you know, while those offenses may have been dynamic at the college level, it right. doesn't do much to teach kids for the next level. And I think that that hurts us in recruiting somewhat at skill positions. Right. It's hurt us when it's right. come to guys, come to guys that we've lost to other schools. We've been in a battle for you've got proven systems like what they run up the road that prepare kids for the next level, clearly because of the amount of kids they're putting at the next level and the success that they're seeing once they get there. We're just not seeing that here. And and maybe Harson's system will start to emulate some of that. Right. Like that's that's what we're hoping. So that's why I hope we see during the scrimmage on Saturday, which will be open to fans. Yeah. Did, did they say that's, whether there's going to be cameras? Are they going to? Are we going to get some highlights from this? Or I mean, I know they're kind of saving that for a day, but mm-hmm. like it would be nice to see. It will be something. Cool. I'm sure there's going to be some I, form of cameras because they've had them at all the practices. I, but I don't know that it's going to be broadcast. If that's the question. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I see. I see. Chase right. H jumped up in here. Uh, you know. Um, you, no, we didn't talk about Seth, but Seth said it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all these yeah. players coming out supposedly at the same time and saying the same thing. There's too much smoke around it for, for there not to be some fire. And we knew yeah. it. Listen, I man, mean, they were never going to say Why would the it? player lie? I my mean, you my know, thing is just like when, when, when we say it, though, we look like we're trying to hate on people. And it's like I, I'm not hating on anybody. The players I'm are just, saying it. But I'm, I'm just what I'm saying. It's being confirmed by the people who are in the program. Like, and then people were like, well, were you there? I don't have to be there to understand what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like, but but let's let, let me change the words around. It's not being confirmed by the people in the program. It's being put out by people in the program, right? Yeah. That's how this stuff is getting out. They're, right. Yeah, yeah. They're, I'm they're just saying going, like what we're saying is being validated by the people who are right, actually sure. there. So don't right. jump on me for saying it as if I'm I just made it up. Yeah, for sure. Right, for sure. And 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 I talked I talked about this in the past. How there are people who I mean, if you evoke the name of Gus Malzahn and what he did. People get upset about it. Yo, we got a new coach. Let's move on. Listen, you got guys trying to prove themselves to the NFL scouts right now right. that they can actually run routes because of what's happened in the past. Yeah, right. it's the, the, the things that has happened in the past are affecting this program and kids trying to get to the league to this very day. So and it's very the, relevant. And the guys who stayed now have still have that gap to make up. Before right. Absolutely. Season. Right. Absolutely. They still have that gap there. So it is relevant to the amount of work that needs to be put in this spring. 
Um, you know, uh, the other report coming out uh, was is about out of out of practice is about the strength and condition. I've seen quotes yeah. from players talking about how they're going to look like Marines coming during come August. Right. Like, I mean, that's listen, you know me. I got the barbells on the chest. Listen, <laughs> this is the most encouraging thing that I've heard so far this spring is that yeah. these guys are raving about what Pittman is putting them through in the weight room. And, and Papo, oh, no, it was, it was Brahms. Brahms even went as far to say, um, you know, we would do a few reps at this, and they're doing more one-rep maxes. And, like, he right. went, he got very specific in, in saying what was different in, in the program. And then when it came to uh, max week, almost everybody hit some kind of PR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. You Everybody see, was you, you saw the weight. You saw the weight gains in, in, in these right. guys. They got right. some serious. Yeah. That got my me, they, they got their weight up. Yeah, they got their weight up. And, and up. it's just I hope so they're not I'm, using I'm, that deer antler spray, spray. But like, <laughs> I just feel <laughs> like like, hey, man, this is this is this excitement, because, again, there were some other quotes where they were talking about how players were, were somewhat skeptical. To start mm-hmm. this. Right. And then what happened is they got in the weight room and excitement started to build mm-hmm. and enthusiasm started to build. And then everybody got their weight up. And now that and now they're they're feeling unstoppable going into spring practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one. That's that one and no feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, let's carry that into the summer. Get back in the weight room and continue to transform. Yeah. And then come come fall camp, you know, set it on fire. Let's burn this mother down. Burn it all and that's something down. and that's something that Harson talked about is spring is where we set the expectations and you go into the summer and basically build off of what we've done in the spring. And right. so we, we're expecting even more gains in the weight room come summer. So if if this is a, a preview of what's to come, man, it's it's hard not to be excited about what's happening Thanks. around the program man. the culture that they're installing is is amazing. So Isaac Sim says, "Hey guys, and yeah, they got their weight. Papo looks Way like, yeah, 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 yeah." And he was he was loud of, and proud. He was loud and listen, proud. Nick, he had you out there looking bad, son. You should have should have thrown under the bus. <laughs> Which was right. You know, what's wild? He was looking what's bad. Wild son. is so the wide receivers are like, yeah, we didn't do anything to get prepared for the NFL under the last administration. The old line is saying it. Bo didn't say it. He said there's a lot of attention being paid to detail. I think we right. I, I thought here. it was interesting. The attention to detail. That's comment that, right. Right. So, because, because that's you do time. wonder what details because people say that Gus is a detail detail guy. guy. Right. Yeah. But right. it, it's clear the details that Gus was giving him didn't calibrate to quarterbacking for him. And now he's like, oh, but you know what? That gives me hope that mm-hmm. there is a light switch that could come on for Bo. And he's like, you know what? I never looked at it like that. Okay, and that's because I, 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 I've said this before, and I, I'm not like some big Gus apologist. I mean, big Bo apologist. But I've said this before. I do think that Bo has the IQ to be good at quarterback. I just don't know that anyone's taught him how to play the position from the pocket. If right. he can learn how to play the position from the pocket, the physical tools are there. His arm is phenomenal. The boy, he's got a gun. And he's and when he puts the fundamentals together with that, his placement of the ball is immaculate. A good arm mechanics. He's got good arm mechanics. If right? he like, can figure out how to bring his entire body to the party on a consistent basis, mm-hmm. Bo Nix is going to be a phenomenal quarterback. 
But somehow somebody's got to teach him how to do that. And I think for the first time ever, and this includes his high school career, somebody has said, Bo, you, you can't keep doing this. This is what you're doing wrong on a consistent basis. And he's starting to see those things. And he's like, that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Him saying he's very detail oriented to me says that someone's pointing out things that they've never pointed out to him before. Right. And that's honestly a really scary thought for you SEC defenses out there. I ain't gonna lie. Because the boy talent is has never been an issue for him. So which is in 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 what's his name? But we talked about um the the recruiting bust that we had, but Byron Coward, when he was here and he left and went to Maryland, he was in the draft and they were asking, why'd you leave Auburn? Auburn was a good program. There were some great guys there. And he said, well, I got to Maryland and I had a coach that taught me how to watch film, how to break Mm -hmm. down the offensive linemen and see what I'm looking for. And I'm thinking, they weren't doing that here? What were we doing for the last eight years? We were being held hostage by a 2013 regular season where we lost the national championship. That bought Gus three or four years to kind of grind us into the ground here. I can't believe he got that long. That that upset, like, you know how many guys, like Mike talks about, we didn't have the coaching staff to develop the guys. There are guys here who had to go sixth round or seventh round or undrafted who had the potential to be second, third, fourth round guys because we had not just, not just on offense, apparently on the defensive line too, we had guys that weren't getting pushed to their potential. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. so glad that, I mean, we don't know if absolutely You know, you know what that says to me, though? What's that? How good must those two guys Derrick have Brown been and Marla Davidson. To not really, be, not really be coached up and still terrorize defenses every single How good do you And have how much be? better could they have been? Right. It's absolutely scary how good they could. Like, that defense was already, like, ridiculous. Scary. scary. If, if they had had... Whatever tools Byron Coward felt like he got in his Maryland co- coaching, if they had gotten that at Auburn with those two very ridiculous athletes, that's just—it's kind of sad, honestly, to just yeah, think that they probably. I, I mean, you know, you what round um, did uh, what you call it go? Third, second? No, he went uh, second round, right? Um, what do you think about? N- uh, I'm trying to think of the name, not um, the two Davidson. Davidson, Marlon Davidson. Davidson. He went second round. He or went third round. Second, I think, to the Falcons. Or third. It was one of the two. I, I just wondered, was, 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 is, is he, I mean, talent-wise, he's a first-round talent. If he gets a little bit of coaching, then his stats probably are first-round stats as well. And that defense, you probably don't gain yardage on them because they're unblockable, right? Right. Well, well and listen, and, and now I'll yeah. say this. Again, you talk about culture. Everybody says second. So yeah, yeah 47 you, you You talk about culture, right? And I look at what Harson has done from the moment he got to Auburn. He he worked on his staff. He worked on putting together a recruiting staff to take a lot of the pressure off of the current coaching staff. Those guys were, were responsible for scouting and finding guys. Right. So when those guys aren't worried about that, you're now focusing them on focusing on those kids and in film review. I'm right. hearing these guys talking about watching film before they even hit the field. Right. And so if you got that, those coaches focusing on coaching and development with these kids and getting in the film room and they don't have to worry about the other stuff, they now can work on developing those kids and and teaching them how to play the game and teaching them what to look for on offense. 
Like you, these, I like just what Harson is doing just by how he's put his staff together. Cause now these guys can actually focus on coaching these kids instead of trying to do all of these things. That's a good point, Paul. Paul Huggins <laughs> says if Brown and Davidson had been better, SEC refs would have ignored more holding. Yeah, Very it's kind of ridiculous how much they got held on a consistent basis. Yeah, still Derek Brown especially. Yeah, they were always yeah. holding him. That was the only way you could stop him. I don't. I don't think Garner was terrible. I just think that he didn't adjust his coaching style for for for. No, college. I don't. And I don't think I was saying that Garner was terrible. Right. Yeah. None, none of us. None terrible. of us were. But no, he. None okay. of us were. Okay. We're going by the account of a guy who coached, who was coached by Gardner who was here and he was not very successful here. He went elsewhere and he wasn't much more successful in Maryland. He was just a better player in a less talented pool at Maryland. But when he's talking to pro scouts, these are the words that he's giving pro scouts. I don't think he was lying to the pro scouts. Right. I mean, so I'm going to take it as fact that a guy interviewing for the biggest job of his life would be telling the truth to the people who are interviewing. So I'm I'm going to take that as fact. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Report, going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. It is what it is, um, but yeah. You know, at, at, at any rate, Jason, I appreciate you coming through and and and, and hanging with us on a Thursday night, um, on an off night. Once again, listen, man. Can I can I can I do this real quick? Mm-hmm. I am unbelievably humbled. Yeah, that man. you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, here. Listen, the number of people who checked on us yesterday to make sure we were all right. Everything is. You see, we're here today. We're definitely here. People who were like, "Man, I'm super disappointed." You guys. Somebody said y'all ruined my Wednesday night. I was so looking forward to tuning in with you. I mean, it's just it's crazy not Jason, because not Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jason in these comments capping, but what in his feelings. <laughs> nah, he's not, man. He's good, man. Uh, he said he talks about us on other boards. Listen, man, we appreciate you, Jason, for real. Like, I, I um, but the, uh, you know, just to think back a year ago, like we were, we were around a year ago and nobody would have noticed that we missed a night of not being on. Yeah, right. Sure. And then we fast forward a year now and people yeah. were waiting for us to go live on a night that we don't normally go live. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all are, y'all, y'all Thank have you. become part of, fa- like, I know some of y'all by name. I don't know you by face because them little bitty tiny icons don't really do any justice. But, um, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all very much, man. Y'all have <laughs> made, y'all have made this enjoyable for me just coming in here, chopping it up with y'all. See, listen, listen, this is right here. JT Martin. I was <laughs> head, definitely headed to work and got hurt when the day changed. Like, <laughs> like, oh, man. Like no one noticed when we we took what the whole off season off last year. Yeah, we did like maybe three shows all <laughs> right. last year, like maybe three the entire summer. Yeah, um, but we missed one night, and people was like, "What's going on? What are uh, y'all all right? It's a whole natural disaster going on in portions of the state, y'all. We couldn't do it. <laughs> like, yeah. like we could. I so here's the thing. I honestly like I legitimately we thought about it, and me and Mike talked about man, we might just hop on da da da. But like in my mind, I'm like, man, these arms are supposed to kick back up later on tonight. I don't even want people wasting like power on phones if they need it later on and their electricity goes off. Like, so I was just like, ah, uh, majority of our, our our viewing audiences in Alabama, uh, y'all have better things to worry about tonight. And I definitely appreciate everybody who wanted us to be here, but we just, you know, we felt like it was better for y'all um, to do that. So, you know, we decided See? not to. 
It's, it's you guys. I love you guys. I can't refresh yeah. your YouTube. Deuce, Deuce Boogie said he kept refreshing YouTube thinking mm-hmm. you missed it. Nah, you didn't miss it, man. But we're here. We're here tonight, man. We're we here, here with y'all. And y'all showing up in force tonight, man. We appreciate that. Um, don't yeah. miss part two of the A.T. Williams interview. If you didn't catch part one, um, yeah. uh, that was a great interview uh, that we did with him. Um, so uh, if uh, if you don't like what we have to say, you're going to hate what some of these players have to say. I'll tell you that much. Um, they, uh, <laughs> some of these guys who played the game at Auburn, uh, uh, it, you know, is where we get a lot of our viewpoints from is talking to people in and around the game. We have a very interesting. You're not lying about that one. Says yeah. Facts and Nas is a good one. If you're not a member, uh, be sure to catch that tomorrow. Yep, we yeah. got the new yeah. Facts and Nas. So members, of course, you you can go ahead and look at that tonight. Facts and Nas up. It is a good one for y'all. Yeah. Listen, all of them are good. I'm a little biased because I do them. But, you know, hey, listen, just go watch the whole playlist. Run back through them and, and see. Fact check us. See if we've if we've pivoted off a point. It's, it's there for perpetuity. We're not taking it down. So, yeah, you know. Definitely. But check check out the check out the interviews. We have some interesting ones coming, definitely. Um, so they're starting to get deeper um, and, and a lot more focused on on what we're doing in terms of uh, fan education on the channel. So um, yeah. uh, I won't I won't leak the next one until next week. But yeah, um, Mike, part thank two you. of AT's <laughs> interview is uh, on Monday. So uh, go check that out. Now if we, we ever were not in YouTube Cam, jail. Uh, F. Paris. Um, if we ever got Cam or, or Coach Harson. Y'all, y'all would know like a, a month and a half out because Mike would be brimming red, about to bust. Not, not to tell y'all. Yeah, 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 not, y'all. It doesn't do any good to keep it a secret, man. It's just interviews, so you know you put it out there, let you guys know what's coming, so you know what to expect, and then, um, and then <laughs> what's listen, in line with what we're talking so, about. The JG Tate impersonations will be live and in effect next Wednesday, though. JT has yes. uh, JG has already confirmed he's going to be back with us. So we will get an opportunity to hear from him um, about what's going on at spring practice. Uh, JG, uh, shout out to you. I don't know if you're actually watching tonight or whatever, man, but we definitely appreciate all of the uh, the uh, camaraderie that you've offered us and allowing us to kind of just, you know, be a part of what was already an existent Auburn family and kind of welcome us in over here on the uh, the content creator side. So. Definitely shout out to JG Tate. JG is that. Yeah. Uh, Corey has an interesting comment here about the O line and and Brahms kind of uh, moving inside. Um, I'm hoping that everybody finds a home this spring and then we stop shuffling guys around the offensive line, right? So um, I feel like if we can find a solution at center, then we can figure out the rest of it. The center situation. you know, if if Nick Brom steps up, or if we have somebody else who steps in, um, you know, Jaleel Irvin. Irvin, I've heard some good things about him. If we can find a solution at center, I think you know, as much as everybody says left tackle is a big problem for us, um, I just think the issue was there wasn't continuity. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we've got guys who can play the position. I just feel like the continuity is a big issue. So, um, you know, we'll see. But yeah, like you said, Mike, hope hopefully everyone the words you use is find a home. If we can get people plugged into a position and solidify there and then figure out who was the next man up at that spot, um, uh, it's going to be a dynamic offense. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and even Jason mentioned counsel. I'm, I'm just I'm eager to see where he fits in on this line. Um, Harson spoke spoke highly of him once he wanted to keep. I, I was impressed by how Harson mentioned oh, how the guys counsel. who who were injured, uh, how he wants them engaged. In yeah. terms of picking up things like they're just not just standing on the sideline watching like he wants them. Some of the guys who can go through certain drills will go through certain drills. But it's just uh, I'm just eager to see where guys like Brandon Council will end up um, yeah. on the line. Um, could be center. Could be. Who knows? But I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see it. Um, 
Got a question here. Bennett T. Weldon, Facebook, is asking, is Troxel healthy now? To my knowledge, he is, and they're projecting him to be the starting left tackle. I don't know if he ends up the starting left tackle, but that's what that's the early predictions right now. But to my knowledge, he is healthy and is uh, going through spring workouts. Um, people also asked about, I think, think Corey asked about, oh, yeah, here it is, asked about Harson's contract. I don't know if you guys got a chance to catch that. But uh, he, yeah, he, he's he's uh, he's being paid handsomely. Five um, mil out the gate. Yeah, first time so, at, on, in the conference. And, and so there are mil. people who have an issue with how much he's being paid, right? And I just don't. My, my so if you look at a uh, shout out, I think I saw Chase on here. Chase H did a breakdown of mm-hmm. the contracts for coaches in the SEC on his channel. So go. I'm not going to get too deep into that, but I will talk about something that he said on there about like that's about mid of the pack right. in the SEC. Like that's the going rate for a decent coach in our conference. Mm-hmm. So you aren't going to get someone who's remotely good for less than that. Like it's just, it's just not, that's, that's a myth. You Like if you want to pay somebody like they belong at, uh, I was going to throw shade. I'm not going to do it. Uh, oh, at, at one of these lesser conferences, then go <laughs> get that guy and pay him less but it's very unlikely that someone who is as accomplished, whether you believe that Boise State is the the space to do that, then um, I mean to 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 what you know gauge how accomplished he is is irrelevant. He's done what he's done at Boise State, and if right. you're going to get a guy like that to come be in the SEC and compete, you have to pay him. Just point blank period, you have to pay for, it. and that's pretty much what the standard rate is. Like, I don't think he's being overpaid. I think they made it incentive laden to get him to another place um, by the end of the season. Walt, shout out to you, you uh, for that, man. Definitely appreciate that um, that donation. Um, it's just, it's just what you're gonna have to pay for somebody to be decent, man. Uh, and you know, if he, hopefully, my my hope is that he outperforms his contract. And again, this is the biggest thing that I have with the coaching contracts is do you live up to the billing that you have? How much you're being paid versus what the output is for your program? We will see where that is right now. He's being paid like a middle of the pack SEC coach. Hopefully he outperforms that. Well, uh, you listen, you get, you also get paid for uh, relative to the amount of stress that you're under. Right. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough job. There, there's a lot of bull he's going to have to put up with. I don't think right. that what we paid him is outrageous by any stretch. I think that any coach coming into a program like Auburn, if you're taking that on, regardless of what your record is, what they're asking you to do and deal with is worth about five mil a year. Base. Right. Right. You know, and right. any guy yeah. and any coach who would be willing to take less than that, I wouldn't want. Right. Yeah. That's right. Fact. Yeah. And, right. and, and, take and less than that. Mm, it's, it's, you're in a precarious position to be the Auburn, you know, head coach, right? Like you are competing not only just against your opponents in the SEC, you're competing, unfortunately, against your biggest rival mm-hmm. um, in yeah. the eyes of a lot of fans. Like, I don't personally give a crap about that, but there are a lot of fans who are constantly going to compare you to that program. They're also going to compare you to the success or the relative success of the guy who is right there in the seat right before you. Right. right. And so that's a right. that's a huge responsibility to take, because, like, make no mistake, regardless of my feelings about the previous coach, he was by all metrics, fairly successful, you know, as far as he didn't have losing seasons, right? He was above 500 every single year. That's not as, as easy as he made it seem. It's not an easy thing to do. Right. And so 
you know, and that's actually proven out by if you go back and look at those games, like how many of those games were teetering on the edge of us losing them. It's mm-hmm. actually very difficult to continue to win in this conference and put forth eight straight years of winning records, right? right. Regardless, again, of what I feel like the overall accomplishment was for that coach, he won, right? He won ball games and he figured out how to put W's in the win column. If you're the guy that's coming in after that, that's a ton of responsibility. You have to pay somebody to want to take on that type of responsibility. Um, so there's just no, there's no two ways about it. And not only yeah. that, let's, let's also keep in mind, if he is as good a get as we think he is, he may have said, I'll stay here. Three million? Nah, don't worry about it. I'll stay here. Something else is going to come open next year. Right. But they wanted to make sure they gave him plenty of incentive to come because they thought this is the guy. I didn't even mention that. Like, you had to pay him something to get him out of his comfort zone, right? Right. He, there was, why would he leave Boise? He's winning every year there. That's where he's from. That's where he played ball. You know, he was a coach there before. He's finally the head coach that like, there's literally no reason for me to leave this place. Right. I need if I, if, some, if right now someone from my day job were to come offer me the same amount or just a little bit more money to go do a harder job, I'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. There's no way. There's absolutely <laughs> no way I'm taking a harder when I'm fine where I am. We, right. we need to talk some real dollars to pull me out of my comfort zone. Uh, correction to Heath Denson on this one. I think Carnell was on a two-year contract and he's in the second year of that two-year contract. Is, is what's going right. on with his with his right. deal. So um, they essentially just allowed his a contract to continue, and then that made the most sense. So he, he didn't get renewed. He just didn't get let go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know that there was anyone who was on the previous coaching staff that didn't have years left on their contract. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. Oh, I don't Lance. think so. Either. Um. So we got some people in the in the comments who asked about uh, Shedrick. Uh, we we yeah. and we have a facts and our dropping tomorrow where we talk about receivers, but mm-hmm. we didn't mention Shedrick. So we already got some people in the, in the comments Bring at the, at the mere mention for at the mere mention. Uh, see, this is what you did. This is what I, you I, did. I, I this me. is your fault. I just I, want you. I just, will take that. I will okay. take that. All right. All right. Call, <laughs> is he still stone hands, Ike? I, I ain't seen him see. catch nothing yet. So we yeah. will see. <laughs> We will see. Some people, I tell you, I tell you. Listen, man, you got to catch But what do you think? Again, he has an opportunity, man, this spring to to show what he can do. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's all true. So um, walking and stalking outfitters, I did see your question about uh, leadership in the locker room. I do want to come back to that. Um, But this is this is a true statement. He is one of, if not the best, like I really don't know about the rest of the guys. because They haven't had a lot of playing time. But even last year, downfield blocking, that's the reason why he continued to get playing time is because he blocked so consistently from the wide receiver position. Um, But you just got to catch the ball, man. Just like. You, you have to ca- and and it wasn't like he was dropping difficult ones. That's the reason why I'm calling him Stonehand. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not like, you know, for whatever. Again, I've, I've got my misgivings about the accuracy of Bo Nix. He was hitting Shedrick in the numbers, and he was dropping them boys. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. So uh, you know, you could you could have helped your boy out with his completion percentage just by catching a few of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, we also have a receiver. Uh, is it Capers that had surgery? Yeah, and, Capers uh, is out right yes. now. Right. So that opens the door for, for somebody else to show out this spring. My sleeper has been Malcolm Johnson Jr. Um, Schwartz talked about Malcolm's speed, uh, you know, in a recent interview that he did. 
Um, you know, him and Javarius Johnson are are get behind the defense type guys. So um, with Capers out, one of those guys has a chance to step in mm-hmm. um, and show off uh, what they can do. Uh, so that we, I, I think we're in a really good position at receiver going into into the fall. Um, there's a lot of talent. Um, if they can design just some better, I think better play calling is going to help all these guys quite a bit. That's going to help Bo get got, get open receivers. It's going to help receivers get open, get off the line. You know, Ike talks about stacking, you know, the defender down the field. It's going to help them get their fundamentals in order so that they can create more opportunities for themselves to make plays. Right. So um, I'm looking forward to guys like Malcolm getting a chance uh, this spring to, to show off what he can do. So, you know, I mean, I hope that Capers has a speedy recovery, um, but I'm also excited that we may get to see somebody else, you know, and build some depth. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to, shout out to King Dunlap King in, in the comments, uh, <laughs> yeah, laughing yeah. at us, talking about old Shedrick there. Uh, you wanted to talk about leadership, right? Yeah, no, I just, I saw somebody ask earlier, <clears throat> um, you know, who is the leader in the locker room on this team, right? Um, I do think, that on the defensive side, that was pretty evident that KJ Britt was that guy that rallied the defense on a consistent basis. Right. Um, Jamie and Sherwood was on the back end. He was doing that. But on the offensive side, I honestly couldn't tell you who that there was, was last year because to, to be, no. to be honest, I didn't see at least on the sidelines during the game, a ton of people on the offensive side rallying guys. Um, I went back and um, somebody reposted, um, Something about the, I think uh, AL.com did a, a thing on the 2010 Auburn National Championship team. I went and watched that whole thing. It's kind of like a little documentary about what was happening with that season. And you watch Cam Newton in games like um, Alabama. You watch Cam Newton in game like pretty much consistently throughout that season. We were behind in a lot of games. Right. And you watch Cam get on the sidelines, pulling people together like, look, this is what we got to do. We're not, and this is under the same system, right? So this has nothing to do with the offensive system that's being run because right. people are talking about what, you know, Gus's system was so simple. Like, what are you going to do and talk to people about on the sideline? Cam had plenty to say on the sideline. It's about camaraderie amongst the guys on the sideline. I did not see a ton of that happening. Haven't seen a ton of that, honestly. And this is not even a Bo Nix comment. This is a post Cam Newton comment, right? right. Like there just aren't, there haven't been a ton of guys who've had that leadership acumen to lead men on the sidelines and really take them into combat. And I think that that's been evident by what you see as a lack of organization on the Nick field. Marshall Somebody needs to get them together. Huh? He didn't. Yeah, Nick Marshall, he was very quiet. He, he was, he was, he was really soft-spoken though. Like Nick Marshall, I think. I mean, he wasn't leading on the sideline. Yeah. I, I just think Nick Marshall is a different kind of leader. I just don't know that we've seen the, the Cam Newton style leader or even, even a Nick Marshall style leader since then. Um, I don't think that Jared Stidham was really that guy um, in the locker room. Mm. Um, no. I, you know, I definitely don't think, you know, Jeremy Johnson was that guy. Like, so no. I just don't know that we've seen Sean White. Was he that guy? I just haven't seen that. You know um, what, though? I, I think so. The issue is that that guy, that coach on the field, that coalescing presence, it's born of confidence. And a guy who is not playing well is not going to have the confidence to come and rally. Right. Listen, man, you can't go out there and miss your wide receiver three out of the four times on the drive. And they'd be like, come on, guys, let's get it together. They're going to be like, man, get out of my face. You miss me. Right. You costing me money. So right. it, Bo couldn't be that guy. He was struggling. <laughs> Nobody on the offensive line could be that guy. They were struggling. The only guy who could be that guy was Tank. 
And Tank had just gotten there. What's he gonna say to guys two, three years old? And like, man, look, y'all better play. I'm playing. He, he can <laughs> he can say it in his actions, but he's right. not gonna verbally be that guy. That was his first time on the and, big stage. And I see a lot of people talking about Nick was a leader on the field, which he absolutely was. Yes. You know, and that kind of amplifies the point you're making, B. Will, about like when my play is elevated to a certain right. level, I make you have to step up. And when your quarterback is that guy that you know. He is going to go out there and he's going to make plays on a consistent basis. It makes you feel like I got to go make a play because my Q, I can't let my QB down. Right. Right. But if your quarterback's mm-hmm. not necessarily doing that consistently, there's that friction between like, you know, what are we doing? Like, right. if he ain't together, nothing's going to work. Where's where's right? accountability going to come from if you're not doing what you're supposed to do? What are you going to tell me? So it just wasn't right. there. It was missing. I mean, we saw it with, in South Carolina. It that was all you needed to see to know that there was right. a void of leadership. Kenny Britt was that guy because Kenny Britt was, thank you, Johnny, appreciate that, man. Um, Kenny Britt, he was there. He had arrived as an SEC player. He mm-hmm. was preseason uh, all SEC selection. People expected him to be good. He came into his own 2019. So he was going to be that guy. And that's why he was a leader. That's why you could listen to him. That's why he could chew out another linebacker, chew out a safety. He He could say that to them. Nobody else there had that type of rapport, had that type of leadership <laughs> because they weren't there. as talented. <laughs> I see what you did there. They they weren't yeah. as nobody else was that good to where he could hold other people accountable because he had this together. So hopefully when there is that void, like Derrick Brown could be that guy and Marlon Davidson could be that guy. But when there's a void, the coach should be that guy. Right. And, 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 we and did not to, have to be fair to Bo. It's difficult because he started as a freshman, right? And so he didn't get to come in and see an example of a quarterback leading an SEC team, right? Right. That, no, a true boy. KJ yeah. Britt got to see Deshaun Davis be that guy, right? right? And so he knew exactly what shoes he needed to step into That's when it was his point. turn. Mm-hmm. Who was Bo Nix going to look to? And 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 like you just said, B, if your coach is not giving you that impetus to say, "Hey, you need to be doing this," we need listen. I'm, I can call the plays, but I need you to go out there and lead them. And he doesn't step into that in any other way except bickering on the sidelines. Right. It's not going to work. It ain't going to yeah. work, man. And and I, I just don't know that um, that any of the players, the trust level just had not been developed. And that, I think, goes back to the offseason stuff, right? Like, right. how much time are you spending with these guys in the offseason to build the, the camaraderie, the relationship that's necessary, that they're going to trust you when we get out here on the field? I do think that there were guys out there that played hard for both. Um, you know, I, I think yeah. there were guys that played hard for him, but that's still you need to be able to galvanize 10 other men. Right. Mm-hmm. Not just one or two people who think you're high. Hell, 22, right? to be honest with you, you see the effect Tom yeah. Brady has on the entire team. People on the defense talking about what playing against Tom Brady in practice does to their level of play. What right. going out there and know Scotty. that. Listen, man, hey, we got the goat. Appreciate that, Scotty. We got the goat on the other side uh, on, on on our offense. We can't let them down. We need to stop right here. Let's get the goat back the ball. That's right. what happens when you as a leader can affect everybody else on your team. Now, that's an extreme example because you don't have anybody with that type of rapport and that type of uh, rapport and that type of <laughs> reputation in college. Like, I mean, nobody has that. But. Cam yeah, Newton was one. Said. It's, it's, it's rare, right? Cam right. is just a different animal. He was. Um, he came in, in and knew. Yeah. I say by game three, everybody knew like this is that we can't let him down. We know right. he's going to do it. 
We can't let him down. Right. And that that's powerful, man. I, I, I hope that. we're seeing the beginnings of it. Even if Bo doesn't have to be Cam, but what Bo has to do is, number one, earn the respect and trust of his coaches to where they empower him. They keep him on the field. They put more in his hands in the offense. And then we get some production and the defense goes, oh, you mean they're not going to let us down? We don't have to carry them. All right. I know that I know they're going to do it. So now I'm more motivated to do my part. Yeah, I, I agree with this. Uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the seniors on the team are all offensive linemen for the most part. Like there's yeah. very few underclassmen in that group. Um, so they have to like someone from that group needs to step up. And honestly, if we go back to last year, because, OK, Bo Nix was a freshman. He was a sophomore last year. The seniors that were in that crew, they were wide receivers. Yeah. Right. Like Eli yeah. Stove needs to be somebody who's on that sideline, making sure that people are doing what they're supposed to do. Right. Um, you know, the junior in that squad, you know, Seth Williams. Why? Wh- where? Where is your? You know what? We, I'm we not had our concern. We are in yeah, whole situation. Um, I think Seth Williams. Too. I, I just I, again, when you start to say a person's name too much, it that people say you're bashing them. Mm. Um, but listen, We're still going still gonna talk about him a little bit though. The, yeah, the I just honest, I just think yeah, the we, offensive we line, the offensive line, they all suffer from poor coaching. They all they yeah. suffer from poor coaching and poor schemes. And you know, at the end of the day, they were just going out there and doing what they were asked to be asked right. to do. So. You know, if this now that they've got something different and there's a new enthusiasm and they might actually have some belief in the system. Right. I think you'll see that that will produce a lot better play here on Saturday. So, I mean, I think when you're going out there and you may not even believe in what the coach is putting down. Right. 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 You know, because Which, you're seeing the results of it on the field. Right. Like it's apparent. I've, I've that it's not on Nick Brahms for, for two years. He, I, I think his new belief in the system might turn into a new player on the field. Yeah, yeah, it will translate and, and, for him. And as, as yeah. fans, that's what you're hoping for. Right. That's what yeah. you want yeah. to see. So, right. you know, to be in, in, in and Harson even talked about, we're talking about leadership. Harson already has singled out two guys on both side, sides of the ball. You know, he's, he singled out Papo on defense. Mm-hmm. He singled out McLean. Somebody asked who's going to, who, who do they see breaking out in Derek Mason's defense? Stay tuned. Right. Facts or not. Nah. Uh, we, we, we talk. We talk. We talk about that. Uh, yeah. Not that specific question, but we highlight some guys on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, those two guys stepped up. And, and to me, it started. It started during an offseason to win a workout. What are those guys doing in the weight room? And those two stood out for him. Thank you for listening to the War Report Podcast. You can support us by visiting our merchandise store. You can find links to the merchandise store on Facebook and the About section on our YouTube channel. If you would like access to more premium content, visit us on YouTube and click join to become an insider. War Eagle, and now back to more of the show. I don't think it's sunshine pumping just to say that we were coached poorly and that better coaching will produce better play. I mean, that's just, I think that we were coached yes. poorly. That's, right? I mean, so, that's a fair statement. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just a fact, right? Like, they were not being coached well, right? And and they were not recruiting well at that position either, right? So we were yeah. under-recruited and under-coached. And, right. you know, but they still have some talent. And the expectation for this offensive line cannot be give the quarterback five seconds on every throw. Yeah, right. Right. right? It just can't be. That's not realistic. You know, so they're going to uh, – there are talented defenses in the SEC. They're going to get beat from time to time. Right. And we need a system that accounts for things like that. Right. Like we need 
the system to help the players some where they're weak and we need to scheme around deficiencies better. If, if offensive line is going to be a deficiency, then we need to scheme around it. If, you know, if Brom is going to do some of the stuff that he did last year, then we need to scheme around it some, man. Help this guy out a little bit, mm, right? Yeah. Like, this is where the coaches have a job to do. That's why you make $5 million a year. Assuming that's, that's your best center. Assuming, Assuming that's your best right? center. Yeah. yeah. If you don't put him out there, help him out. See right. where he's weak and, and help him out some. You know, get the ball. If you know, if you know where Bo is weak, help him out. Get the ball out of his hands, right? Give him plays that he can, you know, uh, and checkdowns that he can fall back on when, you know, he wants to revert to his worst of tendencies and then make him rep that over and over again. So the new habit is when I get in trouble, instead of panicking, I find my check down, right? I get the ball out of my hands. Uh, uh, you know, Bo talked about that he, he noted in one of his interviews that he's going to have to go under center a lot more yeah. than he's used to. Right. Yeah. And as they start to go through, you know, what they're being asked to do, you know, I, I think a lot of the players will, will look at that and and, and 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 in a better scheme, be able to revert, you know, again, what is my next thing? If I get beat, what do I do? Right. right? My receiver right. isn't open. What do I do? It just seemed like there was no plan B in what we were doing before. And it seems like Carson is giving them that. They're not teaching them situations. Like, yeah, yeah. you you might get beat. Yeah, that you, happens. You harp, you harp on this a lot, Mike. Situational awareness. I just wonder yeah. how much of that was getting drilled into them. You know, and and the, the South Carolina the time game to start was, working on that stuff. The, the South Carolina game was a perfect example, yeah. right? Mm, you right. know, at the end of that game, we had nobody had any situational yeah. awareness. Yeah. It's fourth. You know, you know, it's the end of the game. It's fourth down. It's touchdown or first down, and right. we tried to run it in from the twenty. The, the play call was bad. Like, you know, uh, again, the uh, the quarterback w- in this particular situation was bad because, you know, there were it was pretty clear. And I wondered, and, you know, taking him off the hook some, I wonder why you don't grab your quarterback right before that play and say, you got two choices here, son. Get okay. the ball out of your hands quickly. Make sure and make sure you throw it past the first down marker. And if you run too much time off the clock, you got to put it in the end zone <laughs> or the game's over. That's it. Right, you know, I blame coaching for that. There you go, 100%. Uzi, get in there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> if he works on his standing on the sideline fundamentals, he'll have someone to talk to. Yeah, he's got the. You know what I'll say about Bo is he seems to have the in these interviews he seems to have the right attitude about what for he sure. needs to get done this spring. Absolutely, yeah, you know, Absolutely. which is good. Right, and you know, he seems amazing. to have the right attitude. To me, so, listen, you know, listen, so much I, about I, I think listen is it's always been about the play we saw in the field. For all indications, Bo seems like a good kid. He right. really does. Uber confident in himself, which is good. Right. You need that in your quarterback. But he's just has, I think someone said it early, he's never had anyone coach him how to play at a high level. He's always right. had to rely on his God-given talent and ability. The problem right. is you're on the field with a bunch of people who have God-given talent and ability either. So it nullifies right. what you bring to the to the table. You have to learn how to play the game. And he's talking different now. He he's saying some of the things we've been talking about. And I, I like to I, I like to hear it. He's actually uh Harson considered him to be one of the leaders uh on the offensive side of the ball, him and Tank. So it remains to be seen how that translates into spring ball and summer and fall. But Bo's off to a good start. We just see if he can we just see if he can put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I, it's the hill he has to climb, I'm maintaining, I think is a lot higher than most people think, right? You don't, nobody jumps 10% in completion percentage in, in one year unless you're truly being plagued by drops or external factors. So, yeah. um, uh, but we don't need him to be 70% 
to be successful if the scheme right. is good, which is my point, right? If we, mm-hmm. if our running game is solid and he can move three to four percentage points, right, and and, and check downs and throw the ball away and, and do some of those things well, that'll be good enough for right. us to compete with the amount of talent that he has around him. You know, uh, if you're going to miss a throw, don't miss the home run. We've seen, you know, our guy talk about it's fixable stuff, right? And that's the good thing about it. Everything about it is something that can be fixed. Anyway, I don't want to harp on this too much because we still have one more topic we want to go over. Um, so Pro day. Pro day was the day, actually. Yeah. Um, a few things I noted about pro day is that we did see a few other guys working out uh on pro day, uh, we 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 mentioned the main guys who uh, was Sherwood, Seth Williams, Schwartz, and just had a brain fart. Who was the fourth one? Uh, Britt. Britt. Yeah. Uh, but Jordan Peters worked out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually saw some out. some people. Who's that? Yeah, mean? some guys came back. Sal Canella. Yeah, um, saw, I saw yeah. Sal Canella. Uh, uh, we saw that. So I, I was happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tut worked out. Right. Um, and gave us some had, explanation for what happened to us, to him because we he were did. wondering. Yeah. He did. And and it kind of confirmed what we um he he was he just didn't really want to have to prove himself have, to a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, he, he didn't want to start over basically. He, he didn't want to start over, which yeah. I get it. Um so he was out there working out and best wishes to him and I I I hope I hope he can uh, hope he can land with the team. Mm-hmm. But uh what what are what were your thoughts about uh Schwartz? Schwartz clocked. So he, uh, he, he did what I thought he was going to do. Four point two six. Yeah, sub four three is where I thought he would be in that. Um, he definitely. Everybody else's forty time was a little disappointing, though. To be honest, it was. I was shocked at Stove. Yeah, I, I wasn't. He was I was shocked at Stove. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. because once he had that knee injury, that injury, that injury messed him up, and he never looked. Fast. Since he came back, he has not looked yeah. fast. He was His shorthanded. Year, he looked like a like a burner, and when he came yeah. back, it just wasn't the same for sure. He he's a smarter wide receiver now, though. Is is what I think happened for Stove. He he became aware of where to be, how to use his body better. Since he doesn't have the burner speed, so I hope he can get on somewhere. But yeah, he nobody had an impressive forty time, but Schwartz. Yeah, which I mean, yeah. listen, you you knew Schwartz was going to run a good time. This is about where impossible. I thought he would be. I'll be honest. Yeah, four about five for Seth is about right. Yeah, I mean, I think, but it, it, it for, for his size, I think that's actually really good time. Yeah, um, that's about what I thought he would be. He's an athlete. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the thing. I think um, you know, talk a lot about watching tape and all this kind of stuff. You tape will tell you Seth is fast. He can definitely get past some guys, even without having great release skills and all that kind of stuff. He can definitely get past some guys. Um, I and his body control is immaculate. I don't think, and this further confirms to me, we wasted Seth Williams. Yes, we did. His physical ability should have translated yeah. to a monster receiver, and yeah. we did not do a good enough job of putting him in the position to be great in college. He could have been a great college, just because from a talent perspective, he's better than most of the guys he's lining up against. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to make sure a guy like that is going to get the ball consistently, put him in the right position, coach him up to be unstoppable. They did not do that with Seth Williams. He deserved better. I and am part of, and part of that. We couldn't, we had no way of getting him the ball. Like we tried, but we, we had issues elsewhere on the offense. I mean, I just, I don't even think that that's true. Like we, I think, you know, Seth is one of those guys. You realize that, Back to what Mike said, right? You understand what your deficiencies are. You understand what your strengths are. You go into the game 
with a game plan that says we're going to feed our strengths and hide our deficiencies. We did not do that. You understand that Seth Williams is a possession receiver and you understand that he becomes disengaged in the game if he doesn't get the ball early. How is part of your game plan not making sure we're going to get a couple of easy throws to Seth Williams where he can body up his guy? Not something where it's got to be some elaborate screen, da, da, da. No. All right. Five yards, back shoulder, Seth Williams a couple of times in the first quarter to make sure he's engaged. You're getting the, uh, the ball out of Bo Nick's hands really early and he he can use his God-given skills. And then the defense has to play that a little bit differently. And now you're going to run it down their throat. Why is that not the scheme when you know this guy is good at this, right? Like it's not a, it's not a mystery. Everybody can tell you he's a good possession receiver. Use his body. Get a throw that Bo is comfortable with. Do that a couple of times because, as Brian has said many times, B-Will says often, Bo Nix is he's a streak shooter. shooter. He's going to be somebody, if he gets a couple of throws, then he's going to get into a rhythm. Make that make sense to me. And you see how fast the kid is. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand, man. Like, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, and he, he has some things to say, too. Um Pretty much confirming what we already knew. I mean, it's it's no shocker there. Um, but yeah, yes, I, I mean, mean he, he talks. Well, how much credit are you going to give to Cody Burns about that? Well, the, my it, thing is, I, we're going to find out a lot about Cody uh, Burns, the coach, now that he's away from Gus. That's true. Yeah, yeah. He like that, to, to, to me. Yeah, like I, I think I think we we find out a lot about whether or not he either he's a good coach or was he working for a guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah. really what we're going to find out. So right. if, if if Tennessee receivers do well, then, hey, I'm, I'm happy for Cody. I'm happy yeah, for Cody. You, you guys talked a lot about uh, Seth, but Schwartz was mine, was my bugaboo. Right. Four, two, six unofficial. Oh, like, uh, yeah, it's like, embarrassing. It's yeah, like that's yeah. that's embarrassing because, Four, two, again, I, I went on a whole thing about how Schwartz isn't just a speed guy. Go watch. Right. Go watch the film and you right. will see. Schwartz has a lot of, and he said Great that himself hands. in his interview. He was, uh, you know, he's like, listen, I'm trying to prove to people that I'm a complete receiver, not just a deep threat. Yeah. I can see that watching the film right now. You don't have to convince me. I can, I can tell by how you come off the line. He just, he just has those natural, you know, little quicks or whatever. And he's super fast. So you have to respect that. Yeah. Good hands. I, he yeah, he, good he hands, was a yeah. natural catcher of the football. Again, I've, I've gone through this whole thing. I just don't understand how we waste two extremely talented guys not just like oh you know they was kind of good like extremely Listen. talented receivers both there at the exact same time and you can't figure out yeah. how to be better let at him passing off let him mess around and get picked up by somebody like kansas city oh, and man. see what kind Shorts. of talent yep. he is right Pits- like i'm Pits- telling you pittsburgh pittsburgh's looking at him tough i heard tomlin was there uh-huh. yeah i mean just let him get, get picked up by a competent offense you know or, or you know again kansas city has proven that they know what to do with those speed type guys right the tyreek hill types right um and so i just i just think um you know when you look at, at him and then the history of what what we've been at receiver and then what these guys are all saying in unison almost Right. I mean, Stove has been the only one that's just been kind of very politically correct about it all. Right. Uh, you know, uh, it's going to be I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it makes me excited that we actually do have the talent. Everybody right. we recruit is not underwhelming and right. they just need uh, uh, something better to facilitate them producing more. So right. that goes for everybody. Receivers, quarterback, offensive line, you know, and then tank tank for Heisman, man. With a with a competent passing game, Tank yeah. runs for fifteen hundred yards next season. I honestly believe that in a full on a full game slate. 
you know, uh, in a competent passing game where they cannot just stack the box to stop us. Yeah. Yeah. I think he goes nuts. Look what he did behind that offensive line last year. Right. Yeah. Right. And in the, in the games that he played. So, you know, I, I, I think the same thing will be true for a lot of people. We have just become so accustomed to not seeing the production consistently. That our expectations are, are, are on autopilot low. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with a new system and a bunch of talent, you can see, you know, similar to what we experienced in 2013, coming off the worst season in 50 years, how can you go from that to national championship right. in a year if the talent wasn't there? That's not a mistake, right? The talent right. was there. So right. I, think you, I, think, I think there's a chance we might see a little bit of the same thing. I'm just, I'm, uh, but you got to catch lightning in a bottle at quarterback. So you're either improving the guy we have or you're, you know, again, you're bringing one of the guys, somebody, some newcomer is going to be the next greatest thing to hit Auburn if it happens again. And then all the guys around them hopefully get a chance. Um, uh, that's what I'm seeing with these with these pro days. Right. I'm just seeing a lot of very talented guys that we should have seen. that should have been all SEC. Right. Yeah. It should have been all SEC. Right. Yeah. Like I, 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 I fundamentally believe going into last season, Schwartz and um and and Seth thought that they were going to be in the conversation for the best wide receiver duo in the um in the conference well, if not the country, um and it just didn't materialize into that because um they couldn't just they they couldn't get on the same page with the quarterback they just couldn't um and right. I you know we can we can talk what we want to about the the spring and you know installation of a new offense um it takes absolutely nothing to pick up a football and go play catch with mm. some guys. Yeah, I think it's telling that these guys essentially saw that they did not gain. They gained nothing by coming back for another year. Right. Yeah. Right. Which right? might not I be mean, completely true. I, again, we we I think uh, most of us are in agreement that Seth did have some things he could have worked on. But we also mm-hmm. see that the tools he has are as fresh as they'll ever be. Right. And there's no reason to to put off. All he has to do is convince the NFL that the the, the system was the reason. The quarterback play was the reason. The quarterback play mm-hmm. was a mm-hmm. product of the system, but I'm ready. So put me out there. Right. And I still think mm-hmm. there, there are going to be questions about his character handling the lack of production or the quarterback play. And that's really going to be his biggest, um, what holds him back in, in the draft process. But um, yeah, like, like, like you said, there, there was very little reason for them to come back here for what was going on here. Um Best of luck to all those guys, though. Like, I, I want to see, I want to be rooting for those guys and seeing them on NFL Sunday and saying, War Eagle, Seth Williams, with, with, you know, just killing you, you, it for whatever team he's playing for. You know, one of the things that he's going to get asked about a lot is his sideline tantrum with mm-hmm. Bo. Right. They're going to, they're going to ask him, he's going to get a lot of, asked a lot of questions about that in his interviews. And so, you know, it would have been interesting to see if he did come back, how Harson handled some of the showboating stuff. I'm very right. interested because I, I'm just I, I I'm going on record, you know, almost every other week saying I'm surprised his antics didn't cost us more than they did. Right. There's a great receiver, but flexing on receivers right in front of the ref and doing some they of this stuff. They swallowed the whistle for him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. we, we must did. have been paid up. We, yeah, we must I'm, have been I'm paid telling up. you, something something <laughs> happened. Right. They definitely paid the ref dues on on some of his plays, and so you know, right. again, again, when he returned the, the favor on the Mississippi State DB. Right during mm-hmm. that game, you know, where, you know, listen, you, you, you can jaw, you can do some things, but some of it was just so over the top, you know, and, and NFL teams are going to want to know, you know, uh, uh, if it's if it's the end of the season and, and the game or playoff appearance is riding on a win and you make a play and then immediately hurt your team 
Right. You pick up like a shoe and throw it or something yeah. crazy like right. that. Right. I don't, I mean, yeah. I'm just picking random scenarios uh, out. It's, it's no real money. It's real money for a lot of people that are getting this getting this at stake because you threw a tantrum and they're going to want to know. And I want to see how Harson is going to handle the development issues. Right. Like I, yeah. uh, the, uh, the 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 um, the character stuff. So they're saying that it is a military style approach that he's bringing to this. Yeah. And I I can't help but think like maybe these guys saw that. And after three years of what they were in, like, listen, that's cool, but not for me. I might as well jump, you know, and the guys who don't have didn't have a choice but to come back, you know, are they don't have a choice but to buy in. But they are buying in hard on mm-hmm. this military style approach. So I hope that it brings some more on field discipline. I hope that discipline, you know, uh, me- that mental discipline translates on the field to l- fewer penalties. Do your job. And, and 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 no frustrating penalties on offense, right? Um, and uh, a better play, you know. That's what I hope, you know, with these guys that I've seen. Shout out to AU football on Twitter, man, with the videos that they've been running constantly, man, showing the, yeah. the first day of practice, the workouts, and you constantly are you you're seeing Harson, who's been consistent in his messaging. Everything we do matters, and so basically, what that's saying is. You, you you have to take ownership for everything that you do when you're out on that field, whether it's during a play, in between plays. And the players have talked about how Harson is is a no-nonsense coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's, he's a tough coach. And so, you know, the question about is, is how is he going to handle, like, stuff like that with Showboat, I don't think he's going to have a lot of patience for that. No, and and, if, and so. if he's preaching the fact that you need to – everything we do matters – then I will have a hard time seeing a guy behaving that way and still seeing the field. Right. Right. That there's a greater level of accountability I'm expecting coming from Harson. So, yeah, yeah I believe, I, you'll, I believe I, you'll set him down. It's a new day, man. It's just a new day. I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a fresh reboot. And I'm, I'm interested to see how these kids continue to respond uh, to this new coaching. So. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing um again every everybody's saying the right thing right now. Um everything that you hear coming out of the camp has been super positive in regards to, you know, and that might be selective, you know, release like they're putting the right guys in front of the microphones mm-hmm. to 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 say the right things. Um but what what that also indicates to me is that they have a a pretty tight rein on who they want to be representative of the the messaging, right? So it's right. always yeah. Everything that we're putting out in front of you is going to be on message, on brand. Anybody who's breaking rank with that, then go chill somewhere else. But I mean, what makes me feel as if it's not just for show is you see the the guys on social media going live during, um, you know, Max Out Day and they're all in their hype and they're having fun. That doesn't look like a bunch of people who haven't bought into what's going on. Right. That right. looks like a room full of energy that is this isn't, you know, in front of the Auburn media cameras. This is my own personal Instagram live. This is my own snap, my own whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's energy. And it's the same kind of energy that's being put out there on the social media for Auburn officially. Right. And so it just feels very organic. Um right. and I love to see that. Um, I've got a question about I'm not sure. Um I know Saturday is gonna tell us a lot. Yeah. About if if he's allowing coaches to speak or not. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, not quite sure about that. Yeah, honestly, I'm not sure. I want to hear a ton from the other coaches right now. Get out there and coach. I want to <laughs> see production. I don't. I, there's nothing really I want to hear from. Super uh, until until the season started, we weren't hearing from. Like, I mean, uh, how not much really. did you hear from Coach Steele during right. the right. spring practice last year? 
Not much. Right. You, you didn't you didn't really talk to Chad, you know, mm-hmm. during last year. So like until we get to media days, until we get to the season, there's probably not going to be a ton that they even need to be saying. Right. Um, so people, a couple people have asked us about are we going to be present down there Saturday? I do not anticipate being down there Saturday. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll I, I don't know what we're, we're going to talk about it, of course, on Sunday, but uh, we will not be there for Saturday um, for that open practice. But a day we do plan on doing something. We, we, we ha- we're not quite ready to talk about what we got going on for a day, but we will have some stuff coming up for a day. So y'all stay tuned for that. I think, A-Day. I think that the coaches, I think that Harson wants to control the messaging um, right now. I mean, he's a new coach, right? Like, you know, and, and while he's getting on the same page with his guys, right. Um, you know, I think that he'll want, they, you know, I think the university is trying to sell this still to fans that this was the right pick. So, I'm not sure you want to hear a lot from anybody else right now under the circumstances. He needs to be the prominent voice in what's coming out of the program mm-hmm. at this moment so that everybody can start to understand why they paid this guy over $5 million a year. Right. You know, um, win some games and then let's hear from the coordinators or, or as we get to a little closer to camp and they start talking about some of the things that they're going to do. Right. Like, you know, I mean, he is saying that they are going to speak this yeah, either tomorrow I'm, or Friday. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But, you know, again, consistently, yeah, consistently, you, consistently, you mostly hear from from Harson. from Harson. Yeah. Like, I think that's a guy everybody needs to hear from. So if you guys were not aware, Lawrence Robinson is not a fan of Chad Morris. Um, just you know, <laughs> in case you're in the comments on YouTube, right. he's not him. And I, Chad I didn't Morris. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I, know I, that you know, at all. Just I, you put know, it I out didn't. there. He he yeah. might not like him. I had a, a hint that he might not. Listen, like him, so. if, if y'all follow me on Twitter, I'll be interested to hear some if anybody hits practice. I'd be like I one of the I enjoy our community a lot and I enjoy that you guys engage and and my inbox on Twitter is always going off like hey Mike did you see this did you see that right if you're going down to practice on Saturday DM me and and tell me what you think and what you see um you know there's one thing uh, to to read something on paper it's another thing to go down there and see it with your own eyes Right. Um, so to the extent that we won't get to see it, I'll be interested to hear you guys' stories about what you see when you go down there uh, now that they're opening up practice. You can tell you can tell a lot, you know, by body language and, and some of the things they're doing. You know, he'll be pretty vanilla. Uh, I, he's opening up opening up this practice allows recruits to attend. Right. Right. So uh, this is a little bit of a recruiting ploy um to to be able to get some unofficial contact with recruits or whatever but like and uh, you know yeah it's a loophole but you know he's smart i'm glad i'm glad our coach is smart mm-hmm. enough right. to do it right so open it up um, which which will likely mean since you know other teams didn't consider that that there'll be a rule against it next right. year because anything that we, we do first, that's yeah. smart then all of a sudden you know there has to be some kind of rule change so you know yeah. whatever i think that it's going to be open i don't think it's just going to be a 20 minute deal I think that it's going to be open for a good portion of practice, right, um, is what I was reading. So, um, you know, it used to we in the past, we would open up practices at times and they would do just a few right. periods. But that's mostly, you know, just for local kind of uh, football heads that would go in. I, I think that. Um, that's facts, Jason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> facts. Yeah. That's what I was saying without saying it, <laughs> that's yes. big facts, Jason. <laughs> I just don't. I don't. I listen. I don't, I don't like mentioning that school, not because it's it, people start to, you know, assume that you're, you know, trying to be. I hate the little brother, little, little brother, something like that. Listen, yeah. I don't really care about that school much at all, but listen, mm-hmm. they are who they are. And so to, to not acknowledge them is kind of silly, but whatever. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> facts. And. As always, 
You can like to and subscribe to us on YouTube if you have not done so already. If not, what are you doing? Mike already mentioned uh, Twitter and Instagram. We're the War Rapport there, and we are TW Rapport on TikTok. Signing off, as always, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. I'll let y'all Sunday.